0: Today, I'm joined by Simone Vincenzi. Simone is known as the Italian stallion of the speaking industry, and he's the co-founder of the GTEx community. He's the host of the Explode Your Coaching Business podcast, and he's been featured on TEDx, recognized as one of the most influential migrant entrepreneurs in the UK, and awarded Speaker of the Year 2016 by the ACPTC. Fed up with the dirt of the personal development industry that no one talks about, he believes in changing the industry through the creation of a supportive and genuine community of coaches and speakers. He helps them create seminars that convert while delivering incredible value to the audience. Simone, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me in your show. It's great being here.
0: Before we jump into more about your journey and your coaching business, I'd love it if you would tell us just a little bit about who you are and maybe some of the things you like to do when you're not busy working.
1: When I'm not busy working, there are three things I love to do. One is uh, spend time with uh, my wife. (laughs) We got married two months ago by considering the day of this recording, just a, a little bit more than two months ago. So we are still in the honeymoon phase and everything is roses and flowers. We love spending time together and uh, doing cool stuff. So, for example, recently we went to the Parathletics to watch the Parathletics together in London. It was brilliant, beautiful. Another thing that I love to do is uh, playing basketball. I cannot live without basketball. So I'm not the tallest person on the planet. Actually, I'm a pretty small Italian dude. But <laughs> I-, I love basketball. I'm pretty good at it. I've been playing basketball since I was 13. And I cannot imagine a life without basketball. And the third thing that I'm really passionate about is playing the didgeridoo. Uh, i I've never been to Australia, though. But I do beatboxing with the redo and play dubstep with it which is something a bit quirky and that's what what, what i love uh, doing when i'm not coaching delivering seminar doing events uh, doing webinars podcasts writing blog posts doing videos <laughs> and all the, <laughs> the things that we do right? you know the exactly. drill
0: exactly <laughs> Well, Simone, we all love to be inspired by people's journey. So the first part of our conversation, we're going to focus on your business journey. How long has coaching been an aspect of your business and what led you to get into that in the first place?
1: I started my first business six years ago. I was uh, 22 at the time and uh, I Went to a seminar because my background was in the catering industry and I used to be really successful uh, in uh, managing restaurants. I actually managed my first uh, Michelin star restaurant when I was uh, 19. And uh, I've been recruited to work in a Michelin star in restaurant in London, in Notting Hill. I was living the dream, but uh, I got bored. <laughs> I, I, li- I really got bored. I was, I've been working in a restaurant since the age of 14. I wanted to find the next step, and uh, because I didn't know what else to do, the only thing I thought I was capable to do was working in a restaurant. Then I didn't know where to go next, but I knew it was time to move on. So I started attending seminars and reading books uh, about finding your passion, and uh, when I was in a seminar one day, something happened, and... uh, I for must for a moment I saw myself daydreaming of being on that stage, of being a coach myself, or of delivering powerful messages to the audience and changing lives of millions of people. And in that moment, I knew that that was the career I wanted to go. That was uh, the th- my next thing that I was looking for for so long. That's how I got started.
0: Starting a business and. You know, moving from one industry to a totally different industry, I'm sure you experienced a few ups and downs doing that. So, can you tell us about <laughs> maybe a low point that you experienced while you were building up your business?
1: Few ups and downs, <laughs> few. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really interesting because uh, I think the ups and downs never stops. Even now that we are having like quarter of a million company there are more downs than ups <laughs> and that's uh, i think the reality of business uh, is uh, going through so many downs that when the ups go well then they are go really well and so when i started i remember we started our company me and my business partner with a 100 pound each that's all we had 100 pound sitting cross-legged in our room And we decided to create seminars for people and because no one would believe us, we were 22 at the time, that's what we thought, we were inviting other speakers uh, that we knew in our industry to share their information and to share their knowledge and skills and we were creating the seminars. And I remember that after a few months uh, we weren't able to we didn't monetize anything we didn't know how to make money we didn't know how to get clients we didn't know how to monetize those events apart from the five pound ticket that we were selling here in london and uh, uh, my business partner went back into a full-time job and i think he did it for about four times (laughs) back and (laughs) forth from business to full-time job and i was full-time in the business but the business wasn't able to support me so i ended up being homeless for about six months and uh, it was a a conscious decision so i made myself homeless because at that time my grandfather died and uh, i knew i needed to stay close to my mom because she was alone she was in italy she was raising my little brother by herself uh, and uh, i knew in that moment it was a time for me to support my family even if i left my family to come to london and I knew that I had enough money to cover the transport, but not to cover my accommodation when I was in London. And my mom didn't know it at the time. Of course, she didn't know. Otherwise, she would never allow me to sleep on the street when I was in London. But as long as I had a netbook, an internet connection, my books, I knew that I could move things forward. Mm-hmm. And this were only one of the things that uh, I put myself through because of the commitment, because of how committed I was to grow the company. And then where the company started growing and uh, we went from making £2,000 a year to £10,000 a year to make £140,000 a year to make £250,000 a year and so on. And uh, I remember the time where we thought we made it. You know, you have the time when you say, you know, I made it. It's happening it's working, yes, I found the golden egg, (laughs)
0: right?
1: And then the the golden egg, actually you realize that it's just an egg (laughs) that (laughs) is painted, coated with gold (laughs) and uh, if it falls from a table, it gets broken. And uh, uh, me and my business partner multiple times uh, remember looking in each other's eyes and say, we're not gonna make this month <laughs> we need to go back to a job or um, how can we pay our venues for our next event and uh, we always kept delivering we never canceled an event no matter what we kept going and uh, that resilience helped us going through these moments where we didn't know how we're going to pay our rent we didn't know how we're going to pay our bills uh we didn't i didn't know even know how I was going to pay uh the, the the i was going to pay the venue uh, that uh, we were we delivering the the very workshop uh, that we invited people to but i believe that everything happens for a reason and the universe doesn't give us anything we can't handle and it's just about finding that strength to keep going in those moments and then finding <laughs> the the garden <laughs> or the light at the end of the tunnel <laughs> right so these were some of the moments
0: so what was it about putting on these seminars? What was it about that, that you believed in so much that even through all of those, those months when you weren't even sure if you would be able to pay, you kept going. You, you said you kept being consistent. You consistently put the seminars on every single time. You never missed one. What was behind that action? What made you want that so badly? I'm the
1: kind of person uh, who never takes no for an answer. And I'm the kind of person that if I want something, I get it. I don't care how long it takes. Um, I, th- I think that the d- most difficult sales of my life uh, was my wife. <laughs> we have this <laughs> this joke because she kept saying me no <laughs> for more than a month. And uh, I literally had to stalk her everywhere with the roses and flowers and pick her up from airports where she didn't expect it. And... Uh, I'm that kind of person. If I want something, I'll get it no matter what. And the more difficult and tough it is and tougher it is, more I, more I perform or better I perform because I take it as a personal challenge. So the fact that I wasn't, my company wasn't working or the fact that we didn't crack the code of how could we monetize and get clients from our events. Then just gave me more drive to find what is that thing that is missing? What what, what is that thing? Because we knew that we were close. We knew that we were so close. And we want to find what is that that is missing. And I wouldn't stop up until I found what is that is missing. And uh, we found it, fortunately, (laughs) after, after a few years. And then we kept improving and building on that. And that's how we grew the company.
0: All right. So speaking of all this consistent action and, you know, which I think is amazing that you guys were able to keep going even when it looked like you know, month to month, it might not happen. So you talked about cracking that code, finding that missing piece that would finally get you going. A lot of people will call that like a tipping point. Like there's something that they do where they really feel like they start to gain momentum. So can you tell us about that point when you felt like, okay, we're we're getting there, we're doing it. This is finally starting to work.
1: Yeah, I, can, I will never forget that night. We were doing an event. And uh, I was uh, excited because uh, we had, m- for the first few times, uh, more than 70 people in the room, starting from uh, five or six. And we had more than 70 people in the room. But before, we were never able to sell anything or might have made a 100 pounds uh, maybe once or twice. And I remember that event where I gave the pitch from the stage and I don't know, something was different about me delivering the pitch, something was different about what I said, and uh, we made £800 pound, uh, that night uh, in sales, and uh, I was the happiest person in the world. I was doing backflips because uh, I finally could see, I we can make it, we can monetize those seminars. And I think that the piece, the missing piece that we had in our business before was uh, my inability of selling from the stage, it was the fact that I wasn't confident in delivering a great pitch. I didn't know how to deliver a great pitch because I always hated the normal way of pitching, which is, you know, you go into this people with thousands with, with events with thousands of people and there is the speaker that uses all these nlp and manipulative techniques to get their audience out of their chair and run like sheep at the back of the room <laughs> right. to buy a product that they don't need and like bah, bah and the people are like sheep, and i hated that because i wanted to create something that was the right thing for people that the people that were buying, they were the right people and were getting results. And I still didn't know how to make a pitch in a different way. And as soon as I found my style, as soon as I found my way of pitching, and it took me about uh, 150 events before doing it consistently, before monetizing it consistently, day in and day out. But when I found it, Things change. That night was a tipping point. That night was the point that made me see the possibility and made me, see, and made me realize that the way I was pitching was a perfect way for me. And uh, I think that the message for that I learned from that experience is that when regarding to selling from the stage or from webinars, there is no right way. There is no right or wrong way. There is a, your way. And people, what they're doing, they are often applying something that it doesn't resonate with them. It's not their style, it's not their pitch, it's not their words, it's not their personality, and uh, therefore they suck (laughs) at selling from the stage (laughs) like uh, I was doing. And then uh, once I implemented and uh, once I worked and refining this art, because selling from the stage is an art. Then we were able to make uh, 70,000 pounds in a room with 10 people, uh, 50,000 pounds in a room with five or six people. And we were able to build our company from uh, almost zero to the 250K mark.
0: Well, one thing that I take away from that story that I find to be interesting is the idea of the fact that you were able to work on this for 150 seminars before you really found what worked. And it and it almost wasn't even like you found what worked. It, you didn't bend over and pick it up. It's like it evolved. You evolved yeah. time after time after time and finally you got to that point where it worked for the audience.
1: Yep. Absolutely.
0: So, one thing that I would love to know is after building up this successful business over the past few years, what would you say has been your favorite achievement or just your biggest win? Uh
1: Last year has been a a great year, 2016. Uh, In uh, the same year, I got nominated in the House of Parliament as one of the most influential migrant entrepreneurs in the UK after all that happened with Brexit. There was uh, the Institute of Directors that created a paper with uh, all the people, all these foreigners, that were doing something great for the UK and for London in particular. They were creating jobs. They were uh, creating an impact in society in the local on the on the UK soil, and that's uh, where I was uh, awarded in the House of Parliament. It was a be- it was a great ceremony, and uh, it made me realize how much I've grown from mm-hmm. that twenty uh, two year old naive kid that uh, wanted to impact millions of people but it didn't have a bloody clue on how to run a business how to deliver a speech how to coach people They started from scratch i knew i knew how to serve food <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, also last year winning the award as the best public speaker in the uk and receiving that award that was uh, that was insane that was unbelievable
0: Absolutely. That's a, that's a huge honor. Uh, It it was. And if I can say, if I can say
1: also how it happened, I mean, a lot of people, they say, I want to become a speaker and uh, they don't speak, (laughs) which is a a bit of a paradox. Like if you want to become a speaker or if you want to be a speaker, you consider, you claim yourself as a speaker. The last, the most important thing you got to do is speak. And in the past three years, I've been delivering more than 500 presentations. It was intense. It was grueling. I was always on the road, delivering workshops, delivering events. 200 of them were my own events. The other 300 were other other events. But I wanted to make sure that every time I stepped on stage, I could leave people saying, wow, this is great. This is the best speeches I've ever heard or... This is the best seminar I've ever been to. And I knew that if I wanted to be the best, I needed to work on it. While right now people are sitting very comfortably. They say, oh, I want to be the best speaker or I want to be a speaker, but they're not really putting the work in. And uh, I think that some one of my main messages is to move away from the instant gratification culture. I want it and I want it now and it's going to happen and it's going to happen now with minimum effort. Well, if you have that kind of mentality, that's probably why people like me are succeeding. (laughs) So the sooner you move away from it, the better it's going to be for you and your business.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. What would you say that you're looking forward to creating next in your business?
1: Now is uh, not anymore about me. At the beginning, I think uh, I started and I wanted to be the next Tony Robbins. (laughs) I wanted to be... uh, It was all about me, 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 me. And the more I grew my business and the more we grew the g community, we realized that it was less about me and Ben, my business partner, but it was uh, about creating success for our members because their success was our success. So right now we are uh, building the most supportive community for speakers, coaches, and trainers that there is in London, and expanding it to the old UK, and then going for global expansion, and that's. Uh, and our aim is to bring together coaches and speakers that uh, they are really they are experts in what they do. They're not those kind of people that they read a book and they claim to themselves I'm a coach or I'm an expert, because I think this is uh, Really putting our industry down and putting a lot of dirt and losing, making our industry losing credibility, really. And uh, it's about creating this community of people that say, I am an expert. I've invested time, I've invested money, I've invested hours in crafting my skills and let's collaborate together. Let's collaborate together to create more wealth, more abundance, more happiness, a better lifestyle for everyone. Because... uh, I personally believe that together we can achieve more.
0: So I'd like to explore that just a little bit deeper because you talk about something that I find to be really interesting. And that's the idea of there's a lot of stuff out there where exactly what you say, somebody puts out a book, which is easy these days with self-publishing, you put out a book and all of a sudden you're the expert, but maybe there's not a whole lot of of knowledge or experience behind that. But on the flip side, everybody has to start somewhere. So Absolutely. how do you, as a beginning coach, how do you get yourself started, make a living, but not present yourself maybe as as more than you really are?
1: That's a great question. And uh, I believe that there are a few elements to completely answer this question. And one is uh, start where you are already credible. Now, the mistake that I made at the beginning, and I didn't know this, it was that I had to establish myself as a complete new industry. And uh, I neglected the catering industry, which I had already a name and a reputation on. But if I were to start again, I would start as a coach or consultant for restaurants. Why? Because it's much easier. And uh, that uh, takes away all the thoughts uh, of, I feel like a fraud. There are a lot of clients that come to me and they say, oh, I don't know. I feel like a fraud doing this. Well, if you feel like a fraud, probably because you are. <laughs> like, if you knew your stuff, you wouldn't feel like a fraud. You would just say, I don't know how to charge more money, but you would say, I know what I can do for my clients. So first of all, if you say to yourself, I feel like a fraud, maybe you are in the wrong industry. Maybe you are actually pitching the wrong things because uh, in that moment, probably you are a fraud for to your clients. So that's the first thing. Start from an industry that you are already experienced, where you have contacts, where you already have connection, where you have a proven track record, where you have proven results and support that industry. And that's how you build that first of all, your business. And it will take much faster. It will, it will be, it will be less struggling. It will take much faster to build that industry and to build that business from a place where you can already prove that you can achieve or get results for your clients. And that's what I haven't done. So for me, it took me three years before I started a business to learn how to coach, to do more than 200 free coaching sessions up until the point where I was confident that I could deliver the results and then charge good money for it. So that's the number one. And number two is uh, to move away, like run away from everyone that is saying, as long as you read a book... You know more than the other person that ever hasn't read that book.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: it's true, but that doesn't make you an expert. Expertise right. comes with the years of experience in a in a field and being there in the trenches. That's where you're really an expert, and uh, it's about working out, working up until you get to that point. And the question that you asked uh, at the beginning was. Uh, We all have to start somewhere, right? We all have to start somewhere. And if you're not an expert, just say, you know what, I'm not an expert in this, but I can share with you my experience. And this is what I believe. No one can argue with that. And you will find that people will approach you because of your honesty. Because if they find out after that you've been in the industry for a few months <laughs> and you claim to be an expert, that's going to backfire. That's going to bite you back. Uh, uh, I'm saying, just to use a nice word, in the calves. <laughs> 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 that's going to that's bite you back in the calves. So just say, at the beginning of your presentation with your client, say, listen, I've been in this industry for about a few months, but uh, that's what I've experienced in my life. That's what I've experienced uh, in in my previous job. So that's what I can teach you. Are you happy with that? You know what? There is no one probably is going to say no. And if they say no, that's fine. Respect that. And I had people, for example, saying to me, you know what? I would love to work with you, but I think I would love to work with someone that has more expertise. But thank you very much for telling me, for being honest with me. And... You cannot buy that kind of reputation because suddenly your reputation is for someone that keep their words. And you cannot buy that. And that takes years to build. So be honest. Just say where you are and then share with people what you can do. Or there is another uh, tips that I can give is that you don't have to do it by yourself. So if you are not an expert in your field, you can bring together experts that help you creating a program and then... When you pitch your program, it's not just you, but it's other people together and everyone takes a piece of the pie. So then you become an expert by association and the other people are are bridging the gaps that you have luck in up to that point where you can just deliver the entire program yourself. That's another great way to start.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's a great suggestion. You know, I'd like to shift the conversation. Well, we're not really shifting it too much, but shifting it a little bit more towards what's working right now in business. So one thing that that all coaches seem to love to talk about is the different ways there are to make a living online and offline as a coach. So can you talk to us a little bit about how you're making, how you're earning revenue in your business?
1: Well. I wouldn't recommend people that start to do what I do because I'm doing something that is part of a 250K business. So it's not thing that people should do when they start. So let me tell you what I do and let me tell you what should you focus on to start based on my experience, okay? So what I do, I earn revenues from... uh, Anything, like literally everything I could create. I have audio programs, I have video programs, I have membership sites, I have one-to-one clients, I have seminars, I have webinars. You name it, I have it. So these are all the different (laughs) ways. I, I own a digital marketing agency. We do Facebook ads. We manage our clients' Facebook ads. We build funnels. Everything that is in the coaching and speaking industry, we do it because that's our choice. We want to be the one place, where coaches and speakers go. So we can service them all because I think that one of the problems in the market is uh, that people waste too much time listening to too many people, right? (laughs) So they learn something from one person and something from the other person and something from the other person and they get nothing done. So we say to people, stick with us. We'll get you to six figures. Then after six figures, you do what you want. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's what we are doing. But then the other part, if if I recommend to someone to start... There is nothing that converts more to do speeches, to do talks, and then to convert people into a one-to-one free consultation and closing them one-to-one during the consultation. You can have a seven-figure business using this model. Just this model. No funnel, no complex thing, no uh, Facebook advertisement, no uh, webinars, nothing else. You go out there. You deliver a presentation, you know how to sell. That's the most important thing. If I have to recommend someone, the number one skills to learn is selling from the stage because it's your tickets to financial freedom. So if you want clients, you find at an event, you speak, you get clients. <laughs> like after you become good at that, that becomes that simple. But so you're doing delivering an event or a presentation for someone else because creating your own event requires time and money. Delivering a presentation to someone else. You tell them, hey, I offered this free consultation. I'm going to help you getting this X result. And then you convert them in a one-to-one client. Just do that. Because uh, a lot of people, they're focusing on, uh, you know, I need to have a membership site. I need to have uh, my book. I need to have an online program that I can sell for 100 pounds. To sell, to have uh, even a thousand pound, it means you have ten people paying a hundred pound. How about you focus on one person paying you a thousand pound or a thousand dollars? Suddenly, to have uh, just three thousand dollars or four thousand dollars a month, you only need four clients a month. That's it. You don't need more than that. And then you build from it and you scale. But right now, the advice that is given is, uh, Scale, scale, you need to have your membership site, your low-end program, and uh, that's for scaling. But before you scale, you got to grow something. (laughs) So focus on the growth first, and then focus on the scaling after.
0: Right. Well, and I like that idea, because when you can focus on growing your business, you're also growing your expertise and your experience. And then you'll be able to, you're going to have so much more to offer um, further down the road. Absolutely. So one thing that a lot of coaches seem to want to do, well, one thing that every entrepreneur wants to do is grow their business. So whether that is booking discovery calls or getting in front of people and and just expanding their visibility, what would you say is your favorite strategy for bringing brand new clients into your business?
1: Uh, My favorite strategy right now is uh, uh, running a three-day event. So I'll tell you our strategy, the way we work. We run a free event. It's a free introductory event when people can find us about, find, find about more, find more about us. They can learn our concept, become familiar with our theory. And we give them a very specific outcome during the free event. It's not a free event where people feel they're wasting their time because I think that right now you go to free events and you know you're going to be sold to. And most of the time is a waste of time because you learn nothing from that free event. You listen to a great pitch or sometimes you listen to a very rubbish pitch. (laughs) The speaker is not great. And although all you feel you're wasting your time. So what we decided, we said, let's give people what they want. Doesn't matter if they pay us or not. So we focus on helping them uh, creating the strategy for their business for free. And then uh, if they then decide, then they can come to our three-day event. And then from our three-day event, then we give them the opportunities to join our lifetime membership where we work with them up until they reach six figures. So the main focus is to get people to the three-day event because I know that in three days I can create such a significant change in their business that they will want to keep working with us because we have time to prove, to give them proof, not just because they've heard that we are good, but to give them proof on their business that we are the real deal. So everyone else that is thinking about running events and uh, is already around the 50K mark, I think that will be a great strategy. So if you are already on the 50K mark for your business to get people on a free one day. And then uh, what we are using also to is a free webinar as well. Now we are using both. And uh, just adding webinars doubled our business this year because before we were just using free one day. But now we have the free one day and the webinar where we get people to the three-day event. Then from the three event, we give them the opportunity for people to work with us up until they reach the six figures and to have us as mentor there. And that gets us to 250K.
0: Now, knowing what you know now about building up a successful business, what would you say would be the first thing that somebody should focus on if they're serious about growing their business? Or maybe even... After all of the experience that you've had, what do you wish you had done first?
1: Uh, I I will sound probably like a broken record in this interview, but (laughs) I'm just going to say it again. I want to drill into your ears and minds and subconscious, you guys that are listening, is learn selling from the stage. Because once you learn how to sell from the stage, from seminars, from webinars, then you're done. Because you are always able to create revenues for your business, which means that even if you're not great at building funnels and all the other stuff that you will need to do at some point for your business, then you, you have the money actually to pay other people to do it, <laughs> right? And uh, that will be my first advice. Immediately learn how to sell from seminars, from webinars, uh, sell one-to-one, because once you have that skill, once you have the sales skill, then uh, all the rest is replaceable. But that's, at the beginning, the other thing is not replaceable because the coaching and speaking industry is a very personal industry, right? People buy from you because uh, they want a piece of you in a good way. <laughs> they they want a piece of you. They want a piece of you, a piece of your energy. They want to be with you. And uh, you are the your best salesperson. So being able to create a, a, a want to create desire in people to work with you that's the number one skill you can have and you can work on right now
0: right yeah that's really good because it's almost like a lot of people will go through these coaching programs and they learn how to they learn how to connect with people they learn how to coach people but they don't <laughs> necessarily learn how to sell those services
1: absolutely well, I'm glad that's that's why I'm in business. So <laughs> on one side, I'm happy about
0: that. <laughs> well, Simona, this has been so good and I've learned so much from you. And we're going to finish up now with the final five rapid fire questions.
1: Let's go for it.
0: All right. What is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable?
1: Selling from the stage.
0: <laughs> what is uh, what is one quality that you feel every successful coach needs to develop?
1: Mm. One quality is uh, uh, knowing their market. Absolutely. Knowing who they are talking to.
0: Recommend one book that's had a big impact on you, either your business or your life.
1: I'm going to a current book that I'm reading right now at the moment, and it's Influence from Robert Cialdini. It talks about how to influence people and the decision-making process. It's a very powerful book.
0: Give us one online resource that you think coaches would love to use and that you couldn't do business without.
1: I love for people that uh, uh, run webinars, I love a, a software called Webinar Jam. It allows you to create unlimited uh, webinars. I think it's about $450 a year. And uh, it allows you to create unlimited webinars with a limited audiences to sell from webinars. And that's a piece of software that made a, a huge impact in our business this year.
0: Finally, how can the listeners best connect with you? What social platforms are you on and what's your website?
1: Uh, If you guys are listening to this podcast, probably you like podcasts. (laughs) So great way to connect with us uh, is uh, to connect uh, with Explode Your Coaching Biz show. So it's the explode your coaching biz show, and that's a a podcast where we interview other speakers and coaches that are already running six figure or seven figure coaching and speaking businesses, and uh, um, ask them what they do, a bit of like what you're doing right now uh, with me. So I'm sure I'm sure you will love that podcast. And then the other way to connect with us is to uh, go on our website, which is www. .gtex, G-T-E-X, so it's G-T-E-X, .org, .uk, and uh, then you can download the Ultimate Selling from the Stage Checklist. So that's a checklist uh, that uh, we have created for people to teach people how to sell from the stage, how do you create a pitch from start to finish in a very simple and elegant way that resonates with you and who you are. So that's a great resource for you to download on our website, www.gtex.org.uk.
0: Well, I'll be sure to get all of those links and all of those recommendations onto the show notes page. Simone, this has been such a great conversation. I want to thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure being on your show. And uh, I absolutely loved every single second of this interview.
0: Thanks for joining us on the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. From August the 10th to the 20th of 2017, I'm joining forces with business coach Kay Sanders from episode 28, along with over 25 other industry experts to help you kickstart your business success. Are you stuck in your business and wondering how to move forward? Go to unstoppablecoach.co slash kickstart to learn more. We've put together over 25 amazing resources, ebooks, e-courses, PDFs, reports, MP3s, tools, techniques, and strategies just for you. Learn how to profit from podcasting, that one's mine, how to grow your business without a big list, how to increase your vibration to increase your impact, the golden rule of wealth creation, and pitch to profit speakers toolkit, just to name a few. Choose one or all of these freebies. Go to unstoppablecoach.co slash kickstart for more information.